0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Love Streamers. Good morning, everybody here. Good morning. good morning. So, there's a word that I absolutely love that I'd love for you to say. And at home, please say it. Shout out the word, yes. yes. Why that word? It kind of, it, well, don't we like that word? We like it when people say yes, don't we? Yes. <laughs> so, I want you going to be saying that throughout, okay? Yes, say yes. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. So, I am blessed to be here. I just want to say thank you to Dr. Andriette and to all of you for opening up your home, heart and soul. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. So I understand. So today's talk is Say Yes to Three Sirs. Now, women, some of you may have a little bit of issue. I said Sirs, okay? But the real truth is it's an acronym, so just relax. Relax into that. Okay, just relax, just relax. So I understand you've been, uh, you know, and I was, thanks to you guys, reading the guidance, right, for a spiritual journey from Dr. Dan. So today is August 6th, and I was reading in here, and I went, it's on common sense. And I could have certainly went somewhere with that. But what happened was when I read the affirmation, that's what hit me. That's what hit me this morning. So we're going to start. We're going to start with that by saying this. The first part of the affirmation says this, today I modestly but accurately declare my conviction that I can call upon my inner reserves at any and all times and receive an immediate affirmative response. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that just one? Now we know we have something within us that is pure excellence that we can call upon and get an immediate affirmative response. right and guess what too many of us fail to do that because now I want to understand this is this is not your fault okay what happens is life happens unfolds in a way that we don't want it to unfold and the yes is not there the immediate affirmative response is not there again not your fault all right What has happened is as we grow and shift in from childhood to adulthood, we had these wonderful people that we had, either uh, um, our aunts, uncles, uh, the parents, whomever, teachers, right? And some of them laid what I call a negative template. You know what I'm talking about. Where this template tells you what you aren't. The template tells you what you can't be. What you can't do, and we heard no a whole lot when we were growing up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm, Yeah, so so this idea, recognizing that, yes, we have deep within us this affirmative, this life-giving source. I mean, that is what we are. It is deep laid in. And yet it gets covered up and hidden by the life circumstances, by the well-meaning teachers by telling us the word no, what you can't do, you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too tall, you're too too dark, you're too light, all that stuff. So what happens is we come to wonderful places like this and we start to learn who we really are. Yes? Yes? Thank goodness for heart and soul, right, as your community? Yeah, yeah. So we start to learn, and then we think we have it. We're doing affirmations, we're saying, we know our our conversation gets more positive, it's wonderful, and then life happens. And we go to the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, crap. (laughs) Right? And some of us, we take time to, we have a tendency to then allow the mind to do what it normally does, and it starts going into a negative path. That came about because of our negative template. Now, we start to work harder, I mean, or more, right, in this idea. So, it dawned on me, our inner reserves, the inner reserves that we tend to fall into, is usually from the negative template. However, Dr. Dan is talking about a spiritual inner reserve. The truth of you. The light, the love, the power, the wisdom, intelligence that is laid deep within you. And our job is to uncover it. Uncover it and then work it. Oh, work it so it's so good till it kicks in at the moment that gets tough. Yes? Yes. That's That's what we're supposed to be doing. Here's the deal, though. If you are not aware... Of something that is roaming around in your subconscious, your programming, how do you figure out to tap into your spiritual reserves when the tough gets tough? I know you know the answer. Our answer of course is of our spiritual practices, yes? Mm -hmm. So that's important to us. So how many of you have heard of the emergency, the financial emergency fund? Right? Those of you who haven't, this is the idea that you must save, put some money aside. We know what savings is. You know, your mama told you put something away for that, what do they call it? The rainy day. Too many rainy days, depending on where you're at. Uh, and so, or, you know, you put some money in a sock. and You heard them putting money in a sock and put it in the freezer, all that? <laughs> it's the emergency fund. Now, <laughs> we're also taught. In the financial emergency fund that if you are working for an employer, right, you want to have three months worth of your expenses for the month put aside. If you're self-employed, you want to have six months put aside. Why? Because when it gets really, really tough and you don't have any money coming in, what do you get to dip into? The emergency finance, right? The financial emergency fund. So it is with your spiritual inner reserves. You must learn To put it, put things aside. Now, in this framework, though, we're talking about your prayer, your meditation, your affirmations, your being in spiritual community, all of that. The more and the more you do that, it moves into the spiritual inner reserves. So you've got who you really are, and then you've got your habits. But the two become one. When you practice enough, when you work at it enough, the two become one. It's important because life does happen, and you want something else besides your negative programming to kick in when life happens. Yes? Yes. Yes. It's so, so important. So let me tell you about the first time I really kind of this kind of kicked in. I didn't really know that it kicked in. This is in Alaska, right, and it's in the winter where it's freezing. I had gone to a program. Me and my girlfriend had gone to a program for the day. And at that time, I owned um, a luxury car and we come out of the program that we had been in all day, and we look out to go to the car, and it's not there. And I immediately said, whoa, what is God doing? Of my girlfriend looked at me and said, fool, your car been stolen, what you talking about, what you doing? With? <laughs> but what kicked in was, what is God doing? And I tell you why. Because at that point, when I first got into Science of Mind, How many of you heard Loose the Consciousness? It's in the living science of mind. And Ernest Holmes says this. He says, good and more good is mine, and ever-increasing good is mine. There is no, nothing but good that is mine, right? And he goes on and on. And in the bottom of it, it says, read this 100 times a day, every day. So I'm new to science of mind, so that's what I started doing. And then I changed it into only good is happening to me. So when I looked out in the street and the car was gone what kicks in is whoa what's god doing because only good happens to me say after me only good happens to me Only good, only good happens to me say it again only good to Now I want you to scream it oh, only, only good god. happens Yes and then when you do this, when you do these spiritual practices over and over and over and over again, when stuff happens, instead of the old crap, it's the, whoa, what is God doing now? Because only good happens to me. Yes? So, you know, fast forward, uh, lots of things happened within that, where it was clearly a spirit was doing something amazing. But here's the end of that, real quick ending. It's a luxury car, so the policeman looks at me after all this stuff goes on. He says, ma'am, I'm sorry, but, you know, these type of cars get chop-chopped for parts and pieces and stuff. And I just, I didn't say anything to him, but I'm saying to myself, mm-mm. God gave me this car. This is my car. So we fast forward, what happens is I do get the car back. But because only good happens to me, my car comes back clean, it's got a state-of-the-art stereo system in it that it didn't have, (laughs) right? My car was better than what I bought it. Only good, okay? But your programming has to be there. So in the evening that the car got stolen, I'm sitting at the table and a friend says, your car got stolen? Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. How could you be so calm? And it was very clear. I said, you don't understand. I'm looking at my children and I said, they're fine. It's a car. Something good is about to happen here. Okay? So here's the deal. It is really important that you take a look at your programming. It is really important then that you enact with force these spiritual practices, right? Uh, Dr. Dan goes on to say, he says, there is no restriction on my use of the divine mind. The limitlessness of my range of spiritual power compels me to be stout-hearted, spiritually vigorous, cosmically alive, awake, and aware. He is calling us forward to wake up to the inner reserve that is in here that is of perfection. You, 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 all of us have this within us, but we must be spiritually focused, awake, aware, and be vigorous about allowing that to come through. Because what the programming of the world is not that. So that means if you're waking up and you're going to a job somewhere and you're spending 8, 10 hours somewhere in the world, you must be doing something before you get there, yes? And guess what? We get to do something after we come home. We must get very clear about our spiritual practices and be very, very focused and forceful. This is who I am. Nothing is coming against me. It's just for me to wake up to what is really going on. Yes? yes? Ernest Holmes says, says, he says, you know, the more power one gives to his thought, the more completely he believes that his thought has power. The more power then will it have. What is your thought? Is it a thought of power or something else? And I want you, if it's something else, stop telling them lies. Okay, stop telling them lies. It's just nothing but lies. Yeah. <laughs> Limitless spiritual power is through the practice of our spiritual tools, but we must be compelled to build this inner reserve. Now, if you build the inner reserve because you got stuff happening in your life that you want, okay, fine. But whether or not, the deal here is never get complacent, okay? Your spiritual power expands and grows because you give attention to it, yes? Really, really important. So... (laughs) We want to have the mindset of God so much that that's the thing that kicks in when life wants to kick us, so to speak. We want to have such the mind of God till if someone says to us, what are you doing? We smile. That actually did happen to me because I parked in the handicapped space when I had no business packing into a handicapped space. And the lady came up to me and she was bigger than me and taller than me and all that and said, you're not supposed to park there. Blah, 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 blah. And I just stood there. This is in the middle of the store. I just stood there. And I smiled and I said, have a great day. And I walked out. My daughter says, you know, mom, uh, she just, and you just, is that what you mean by never let someone get to you? Control this? And I said, yes, the fact that she's in pain enough to come at me that way. And I was still wrong. But my apology, she didn't accept. So it's okay. You stay in your center and move about. Yes? Okay. Okay, so Ernest Holmes says this. In the divinity of man, there is a changeless relationship with the principle in which every problem, every problem has an answer. That principle within has nothing whatever to do, but to work for your highest good. Actually, that's Eric Butterworth, Eric Butterworth, right? For your high- so remember, I don't care what goes on out here, there is something working on your highest good. However, if we are not tapped in, tuned in, and turned up, we may miss it. It goes past us, yeah? Your spiritual energy reserves is always calling you to tap in to allow it to flow through and, and, and deal with your circumstances. We have to stop fighting with our own circumstances. We don't need to fight, need to tap in, right? And then watch, get very, very curious of what's God doing? What's actually happening? I don't care how dark it looks. What's actually happening? Because only good is what? Happening, happening to, to me. me. Yeah, happening to me. So I have a, a, a staff minister. And I have permission to tell this story. Every story I tell you, just know I have permission, okay? His name is Reverend Lloyd. He's 84 years old, and he's an amazing being. And on this one particular morning, he's sitting there uh, eating his breakfast, and then he could feel pray, And he started to pray, and when he came out of it, he just noticed the plate and everything was on the floor. He had passed out and didn't realize Now, given that, he was like, okay, what's going on? So he gets up, maybe a little dizzy, but he calls me. I don't answer. He calls the other prayer partner. She didn't answer. He calls my music director. He answers and says, go to the hospital now. Go to the doctor. Go to his doctor. He goes to his doctor. They run the, you know, all the vital tests and goes immediately to the hospital. Emergency. He needed a pacemaker. So he gets, <laughs> he gets to the hospital, and man, the first doctor says, well, we can do it tomorrow. Because normally, when it comes to a pacemaker, it's either the next day, but usually it's a few days. They hook you up to something else, which I won't even repeat what that is. It didn't sound too comfortable to me. And it, takes, it can take up to a week. So I get to the hospital, and he says, Marquita." There's this doctor, he just came in. The first doctor said it was gonna be tomorrow. The second doctor came in and said he was on his, he's on his way to the hospital to see his son. It's his day off. But he's seeing his son because his son got rushed to the hospital. And someone told him about Reverend Lloyd. So he went to go see Reverend Lloyd and he looks at the chart and says, hmm, well, I think we should do this tonight. Let's just see if there's space. He goes out, he comes back, there's space. Within four hours, Reverend Lloyd has his pacemaker. He is he is smiling at me, Reverend Marquita, they haven't done, done it already, and it's good. <laughs> I'm good to go. And he said to me, He said, Reverend Marquita, I recognize something. That at no time did he doubt something was going on that wasn't for his highest good. Can you hear that? I don't care what's going on in your life. Your job is to know the truth about yourself that the universe is always for you. You must be for you though. And we do that through our mind, through the thinking, right? Watch your thoughts. Notice where the thought goes, oh no, blah blah blah, or someone is speaking to you and it's negative, I want you to go, mm, smile, mm, mm-hmm, excuse me and move on. <laughs> move on out their way, okay? because we don't need to keep listening to negative stuff, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really wonderful to watch how quickly he just so-called recovered with now this wonderful pacemaker, which he's doing extremely, extremely well. I'm grateful, I'm grateful, right? When we are training the mind, it is said that it takes 10,000 hours, right? Or 10,000 times to become an expert. How many of you are spending (laughs) 10,000 moments of becoming an expert on training you to tell the truth to you about you? We talk about tithing. We tithe for our financial resources to the spiritual community, so this spiritual community grows and expands. How about tithing our time to spirit? I bet you you get your 10,000 in by then, right? you get it in. So I'm encouraging you, please, spend more time watching what's going on here, recognizing your spiritual inner reserves is the truth, and the very truth, because you come from that source, and spend the time being there. Yeah? And allowing that to flow through. Are we good? Okay, great. One last point. Here's what's really also important you are not alone. And I'm not saying that so that you can say, oh, I'm, I'm not alone. I got other people. I'm saying it because you are not alone and you too are the light and the love of the divine. Your community, your neighbor, your mama, and all of them needs your light. Your spiritual inner reserves isn't just for you. I know it seems like it because we talk a lot about, you know, make sure we work in here and doing this stuff for ourselves. Your spiritual inner reserves is not only for you, it is for everybody, especially in your spiritual community here, for your, your neighbors and everybody else. Because sooner or later, darkness comes upon them. And you don't need to be, a, oh, girl, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. You don't need to be, oh, woe is you. None of that. We, we need to remind people who and what they are, their spiritual inner reserves is waiting for you to say something to them so they can tap into their own spiritual inner reserves, okay? You are that powerful. You are that powerful to not only work for yourself and let that power come out, but you are powerful enough to tap into somebody else and allow that opening that is there to move them into their greatest good. You are that powerful and the earth, planet earth, needs you to do that. Yes? Yes. Yes. So I'm going to start to kind of wrap up, but I do want you to hear this. Take a deep breath with me. At home, take a deep breath. And just hear this poem that Reverend Lloyd wrote. I can hold the lamp for you because it gets dark sometimes. I can be in peace for you because sometimes it just doesn't feel secure. I can be in joy while you find the joy to warm your heart. Now, I can't do it for you. But I am here as a light that God has placed in you. I am here on this path to know the truth for you. As your good happens, the divine choir sings for you. So it is for the practitioners of this spiritual center. They are here for you. But you were here for the rest of the world too. You are that powerful. I'm asking that you recognize your spiritual inner reserves. You take time to tap into that daily throughout the day and then allow that to come forward because I guarantee if you will spend the time to do this consistently and a lot, it will kick in when you least expect it. Uh, Some years ago, I, I found that it was a dark night of the soul for me. And I had been doing the meditation and the prayer. But something else that I engaged in was music. My son, uh, was uh, we had taken him to the emergency room, and they didn't know what was wrong with him. And the man said to me, does mental illness run in your family? And I went, no, no. Hmm. I was divorced from his father, so I had to call that line. And my sister-in-law, or ex-sister-in-law at the time, said, yes, Marquita, it runs deep. So it took us some years in order to figure out what was really going on, because it went from one diagnosis to another, to another. But as you can imagine, as a mother, and this is my firstborn son, it was painful. So I needed something to help me to tap into the spiritual inner reserves. So if it is not prayer or meditation or affirmation, which I suggest you do, what is it for you that allows you to tap into your spiritual inner reserves to conquer whatever is coming up you have the victory yes Yes. we must tap in so that the victory will come forward so this is
1: simply my opportunity to say thank you
0: my heart is just
1: overflowing with gratitude for the collaboration, for the teamwork. It truly takes a village for us to produce a Sunday service, one where you can join us in person, one where you can tune in from home or wherever you are, back in the bed and in the cut, all that. So I'm just, I'm really, really grateful. Valerie Joy, thank you. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your vocals and instrumentation. Thank you for all of it. Reverend Marquita, my sister girl, you better ask somebody. Yes. What I want to remind you of, y'all, you were here, you already know. Something happened. Something, and I don't want us to miss that. I would encourage you to hold this as something other than an event. A thing that happened where you got some notes somewhere. Instead, be willing to be changed. Be willing to hold this as a transformational moment. That something happened not just in the room or online, but that something has happened within you at the depth of the truth of your being and that that is our work for this week. And don't worry about the next week and the week after that. Let's just do this week. Just this week to nurture that. Fan the flame of it, if you will. So from a place of gratitude, Excuse me. <coughs> I ask that you join me in just sealing this service and all that has transpired. The words spoken the word sung, the word prayed, the word known and resonating in every heart as true. This is that moment where we bring our divine sensibilities up to meet the word, to embrace it, to accept it, to nurture it, to plant it deep within our souls in gratitude and thanksgiving for all that has happened much of which we do not yet know to allow the complete unfoldment of our highest and best and our individual and collective commitment to shining our light in the world first in the mirror of our souls and then to see it in the world. Oh, I am grateful for this day and for all that we have received, giving thanks for Reverend Markita and all who serve today. I know and I know that I know that something quite magnificent is enfolding in me and in all of us. And for this, I am grateful. So it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I simply let go and I let God, that I release this word into the perfect activity of law, that I accept it as so. Now and forevermore, I seal it by saying, Ashi. Amen. And so it is. And I invite us to just stir it up, to stir up the gift of the divine within us. Yes. And we'll see you here next week. Thank you.